Welcome to the Whiskey Congress. Honest, open talk dedicated to speaking the truth to those who are open to hearing it. Black, white, right, left. Most importantly, honest, bold, and fueled by good whiskey. In Whiskey Veritas, we are Whiskey Congress. Join the evolution. Whiskey Congress is back in session. Steven is back in town after going to Vegas without me and having a good old time. Yes, sir. <laughs> Good to see you, man. Um, we got to catch up a little bit before we get, before today's show, but uh, good to have you back. Um, I guess the thing we got to start off with today is Paul Pelosi, husband of Nancy Pelosi, was attacked in his home in California with a hammer. Yeah, uh, he's undergoing brain surgery. Oh, right really? Now. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. I yeah. heard he was expected to fully recover. I didn't know he needed nice. surgery. Undergoing brain surgery right now. That's pretty um, fucking scary. Yeah, uh, you know, the guy who did it, the uh, alleged assailant, David DePape, DePoppy, um, D-E-P-A-P-E, DePoppy, you know, he, uh, look, first of all, you know, uh, hopefully uh, Paul Pelosi is able to pull through, Um, you know, this is really ugly. Uh, the guy broke into the house, and then, um, it, you know, there's some sort of interaction. I'm not sure when, but at some point he, you know, was clearly looking for Nancy Pelosi uh, and then, you know, attempted to tie up uh, uh, Paul Pelosi and then, you know, beat the shit out of him with a hammer. Um, and, it, look, we don't know if this – so what we do know about the guy is that he – Based off his social media post, he seems to be conservative, MAGA, right-leaning, but he also is a, a nudist colony supporter. Okay. Um, and Those aren't necessarily mutually exclusive. I, I don't, yeah, I'm not really sure what to do with that. I don't know where that places him. Um, but, you know, he felt that, you know, the vaccine was... You know, all the conspiracies about the vaccine and Pfizer and, you know, all that stuff. You've, you know, bought into that hook, line, and sinker. Um, it looks to be very anti-government. Um, and a lot of what you see on his social media are a lot of the talking points from Fox News. Um, now, that, that being said, though, um, we know this wasn't random, right? Because he was clearly looking for Nancy Pelosi. Right. right. Um, but we don't know why he why he was going after Nancy Pelosi. And I think we need to stay that line until like, look, the guy's alive. And so he's been charged with multiple felonies. Right. Uh, attempted murder, elder abuse, burglary, like, uh, sure. you know, all these like serious felonies. So he's going to go to jail for a while. But, um, y- you know, I think. You have to media. The media needs to be responsible here, which I know that's an oxymoron to an extent. Um, but I guess we're in that arena. So I, I our bar um, will be that until we know what his motivations are, we won't assume, right? Like, sure. So his social media posts say one thing. He breaks into Nancy. Like you can make some assumptions, but I mean that again, we don't know, right? Um, you know. And th- there's a world where maybe he's a neighbor and he doesn't like the way that their yard is kept and he wanted to beat the shit out of them with hammers because he doesn't like their bushes. I don't know. 
right? I, I it's mean, possible. You're it's, right. We it's, don't know. We, we, we don't know, right? I mean, we're speculating. What I don't want to do is go down the road of, well, this bad thing happened to a Democratic uh, congressperson, and so and in, in the person has shown on social media that they are a conservative or a MAGA or a Trump supporter. So, you know, a Trump supporter did this because of, right, like until we know that, then right. I, I don't think Fine. it's responsible to say it. Um, and, you know, right now what Fox News is doing, right, they're just like, oh, well, this just goes to show you random crime is up all over the place, right? Which is why I made the comment, like, this wasn't random. Right. Right. Like, so Fox News is like, so Fox News is like, all right, we have a problem. Because this guy is saying things that, you know, Tucker and Sean Hannity are saying. So that makes us look bad. So let's just make this a referendum on crime in general and then put it back on the Democrats. Right? That that's and what their what their spin on this is. And I, I think hopefully people in the media learn from the whole Jesse Smollett thing. Right? Not to immediately jump on the bandwagon of, uh, you know, what the sure. assumption is. Um, but this is this is ugly no matter what the reason behind it was. Yeah, all right, so let me predict something that will happen on Fox News and Newsmax and OAN. Someone will go on that shows and say, now liberals are going to want to ban hammers. It's always the whole, and the anti-gun crowd gets told, well, what do you do next, ban knives? Because there's stabbing attacks, and the fact that they hammer is just, I guarantee you, someone says that on one of those channels. It will happen. Mm-hmm. I, I'll put five bucks on it. Okay, I mean, I... Maybe. Um, I'm not. It's a it's, it's a dumb talking point, but it's a talking point to distract from it's, the bigger it's issue. Not, I I I'm sure I, I'm not gonna take that bet one way or another. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm listen. The one thing I will say that they will do, and they're already doing, is try to spin it and put this on Democrats, right? Because that's the thing that sure. that they're really good at, right? Crimes out of control. Anything that bad that happens, right? The the Trump crowd, MAGA crowd, Fox, whoever, how you know, lumping them all together. Um, you know, if it's bad and they can tie it to the rest of the country, then they're gonna blame it on Democrats, right? Like so sure. if there's a crime committed, it's because Democrats are soft on crime or Democrats are crazy criminals, godless criminals, right? Um, and you know, even if it's one of their people, then it's just like, well, if you weren't soft on crime, then that guy would have been able to do that. Right. Never mind that we, you know, made him insane with the things that we said, but right. still. Um, and so I, it, you know, like that's the game that they're playing. Um, and it's, you know, it just goes to the broader conversation of just how, from a societal standpoint, like this, this, we're still breaking down, right? Absolutely, and they've done such a great job of vilifying the likes of Nancy Pelosi to the point where there are people who literally believe that Nancy Pelosi drinks the blood of children that are being murdered because that's how she stays vital at her age. There are people who believe that shit. And, again, not to speculate or not to project what this guy's motivation was, but there are plenty of people out there who, if you were to talk to them about the NFL or, you know, Halloween, whatever. Any normal thing. They'd be perfectly rational, normal people. As soon as you bring up anything related to the Democratic Party, they're literally go into a rage. I've come into this and had that conversation multiple times with multiple people, mostly random people. But but these people genuinely believe that what they're doing is because their country and their lives are threatened because of the evils of these people. And it's perpetrated, uh, uh, propagated by... Fox News, OAN, and even members of Congress. I mean, we're gonna, I'm going to take some shots at Marjorie Taylor Greene in a little bit, but 
you know, the ramp up the rhetoric to stay relevant has become the standard in politics. You know, uh, you know, 40 years ago, probably the average person on the street wouldn't know who the Speaker of the House is, which is not necessarily a good thing because people should be more involved in their civic responsibilities. But the idea that you would want to harm, murder, whatever, a politician because of what they stand for or what you're told they stand for, again, a lot of these people don't get news from anything other than the, you know, hard-pounding, they're taking your country away, they're doing this, they're doing this, they're doing this. And if that's all you hear, and you hear from people that you trust, even though they're people that you shouldn't trust, it becomes, in your mind, patriotic to stop this evil. And it's gross. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, listen, it, you know, if and when it comes out, what this guy's motivations were and if those were, you know, he felt that this was what he had to do because, you know, Nancy Pelosi is out of control and needs to be stopped. Um, you know, then at that point you look directly at Fox and OAN and all those other things. and like, this is on you, right? Like you yeah. guys, right. Uh, you know, we don't, again, we don't know that yet. We can make the assumption that eventually we're going to get there, you know, so I want to be careful about sure, being, sure. you know, about pointing that finger just yet. But, you know, when the reasoning comes out, you look at what sort of got this guy there. Um, you know, he still, yes, had to make the choice to do the things that he did. So ultimately, the responsibility is on him. But at some point, you do look at the information that framed his state of mind. Sure. And there there will be criticism that should be, you know, lobbed at Fox News and these conservative outlets for poisoning the minds of of these people, um, and you know it's it's a sad state of affairs. It's got to be scary. Um, it, you know, hopefully it's a wake up call to some of these uh, politicians, right? Because they they don't help at all, right? I mean, like you, you've got these politicians out there that are, you know, like the, the Carrie Lake out in in, in uh, what is that Arizona, Arizona yeah. and. Um, you know, some of the, uh, Gnome and, or, uh, what's her name? Christy Gnome in, uh, one of the Dakotas, maybe, okay. or Wyoming, okay. uh, not Wyoming know, or wherever, either way, you know, you've got a number of these, these politicians out there that are, are, you know, using the Trump playbook, right? Just blame the other people that we don't like, take the most popular name, you know, Nancy Pelosi or AOC or whoever attribute all things bad to that person. Whether true, false, whatever, it doesn't matter. Truth doesn't matter, right? right? Just say whatever you want and tag it, you know, anything bad, associate with them. Um, and then when this happens, it's just like, this is this is kind of like, this is on, you know, there's blood on your hands with this as well. Um, whoever it is, whether it's a Mitch McConnell or whoever, right? And, you know, Mitch McConnell, you know, oh, he was disgusted by this. And it was so I, scary right, and terrifying. Sure. Like, okay, well. Touching, you know, Mitch. Right. Touching. Like, yeah. I, you know, it just, it, and Mitch is more diplomatic about how he addresses these issues because he's an elder statesman with a high level of experience in, in doing this. But, you know, like, you, you, Mitch, you're not escaping this either, right? Like, you've done plenty and said plenty to, to feed that beast. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, he, and he's not the worst offender. I mean, Ted Cruz is right. really I mean, bad. He's Ted Cruz is one that has completely jumped the shark. Um, you How know, the I, fuck does that guy keep getting elected? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, I mean, Ted Cruz, you know, him and Marco Rubio, um, once 
I don't know what Trump did to them back in 2015, in 2016 with that election, but those two people are just shells of themselves after that. I mean, and it's just really sad and disgusting on what they've devolved to. And maybe this is what they always were, um, both Cruz and Rubio, just spineless um, hacks. But don't don't leave out Lindsey Graham because he's well, the definition Lindsey of spineless. Graham has always been that way. That's true. Like Lindsey, just, we, just we've always known what Lindsey Fair. Graham is. Right? Okay, like no. none of this is new. With Lindsey, has always been a wishy washy. Uh, like I'm going to say whatever I need to say to be on the right side, and you know he also had John McCain to sort of reel him in. Right, but we we still knew what he was, and John McCain would check him, be like, like literally, like in interviews, there were times where John McCain would like look at Lindsey, like shut the fuck up, you know what right. I mean? But he he latched onto McCain, and then when McCain passed away, it was okay. I'm jumping completely to the other side. So yeah, we've always known it was a spineless tool. Yeah. I mean, but but with Cruz and Ruby, I think what happened was they got put on a national stage when they decided to run for president, and then got exposed. And now we're seeing this, so I, I don't think they... I, it wasn't necessarily that Trump did anything. No, but then they just have it, been exposed as whatever you want to... However it, you want to describe it, it, them, it, and it's gross. It could be one of those things, like when, when Trump lost to Biden, there's now audio of him saying, I can't believe I lost to this fucking guy. Which, honestly, I get that. Oh, because yeah. If, I mean, but that, I, that, that, that... Of all the things Trump has said, like, that's not even offensive. No, no, it's not. But my point is that that just completely fucked his head. That might be what Rubio and Cruz are doing. Like, we're running against this fucking buffoon, and you know, Rubio literally said, I'm going to say something that will get Trump to talk about his dick, and that will finally put this clown away. And it didn't come close to working. No, Trump flipped it on him. And then, like, Rubio was just never the same after that. Like, I mean, you know, it's... Look, um, you know, a a lot of these politicians, uh, again, for... I've been saying this for years now, that for me, the luster has been gone for a lot of these politicians. Um, Like, I don't know what happens once they get into office. You know, they get into office with these, you know, really good-looking credentials, and then they just turn... They turn into puddles of shit once, once they get the power. You know, yeah. I mean. And, well, I think they want. Know. I think they recognize that status quo is really hard to change. I think the power is very addictive. I mean, we've both spent time in D.C. You can feel power in the air there. Yeah. And when you're a senator, you're a congressperson, um, and you get that. Look, I deal. I deal in this arena, right? Like, yeah. you know, talking with senators and congressmen about funding and various projects and trying to get. You know, very specific uh, um, um, congressional appropriations. You know, at my old job and even in my current situation. So I, I deal with these people on a regular basis. Um, you know, fortunately, some of the people that I deal with are a little bit more sane. Whether it's uh, you know Sherrod Brown or Joe Manchin. Um, uh, yeah, Joe Manchin. You know, that was kind of a, a one-off sort of situation. But you know, Tim Ryan. You know, congressman running for Senate, things like that. I mean, yep. like they, they're not quite as toxic as some of these other people in Washington. But you're right. Like there is definitely a vibe, a, a, an aura, a, however you want to describe it, um, that definitely shifts the way you think, right? Like you, 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 at least for me, again, in my personal dealings, having to watch what you say and how you say it and, you know, who you're approaching and, you know, trying not to, you know, because you need something, you have to watch your criticisms, 
right? Sure. In, in all circles because it's amazing how things get back to people, right? right. Especially in, in this situation because they've got, you know, you watch Game of Thrones or House of Dragons or whatever, and it's just like, oh, so-and-so has spies everywhere. That's literally what we live in now. Right? I well, mean, no, like, they have social media. Right. I mean, they have social media, but I mean, they literally, like, you, you think you're just talking to a, a, a local guy in the union, come to find out that he's directly tied into so-and-so's campaign, and then, you know, it, it, you tell them, that, oh, yeah, I talked to so-and-so, conversation didn't go that great, guy's kind of adult, then it gets back to the person that you're trying to talk to, and you're just like, oh, he told you that, eh? You know what I mean? Like, right. it's just, it, it's, it's a, it's a weird thing, I so I understand how the power can corrupt people. It's just you would like to think that some of the people that were putting in office were stronger than they are, but the reality is that they're not. Right. right? Like they're just they're normal people, and even the people listening to us, me, you, I, I think you put us in that situation, and at some point in time, eventually we everyone gets corrupted. I think you. I think that's the why term the term limit thing is vital. We have to get it in there, right? Like you only get a couple bites at the apple and then you got to go away. Go do something else. Go be a lobbyist. Go be a talking head on whatever. Go start your own company, whatever. But you can only work for the government in this capacity as a senator, as a congressman for so many terms, and then you have to go. Um, that I hear what you're saying, and I hear I think that's a, a, a point a lot of people make, and I understand the logic. But I don't know what to cap it at. Like, like for presidents, it's been two terms. Yeah. I mean, Roosevelt broke that rule. It's kind of an unwritten rule. I think it's now an official rule. It's, yes, it is an official well, rule. It is an official rule. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. But, it, but under Roosevelt, uh, Franklin Roosevelt did run, you get elected four Roosevelt? times. Franklin Roosevelt. Yeah. Yeah, got elected four times. I know. So, I know you do. Um, uh, but, so anyway, ever since then, they, they made it official. I know. Change right, that because right. of him. I know. I know. But, um, what, like, for, for a senator or congress member, what would you put as a limit? I mean, a term in Congress is two years. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you, you have to look at it. I mean, just like, do, like, and I've seen some sort of, I've seen actual, you know, some life cycle analysis of it. And I think, you know, so for congressmen, maybe it's, you know, total of eight years in office. You know, right. senator, something along those similar lines, right? Well, 12 so, years yeah, or two, whatever. Two terms? Um, you know, or you have to look at what is, you know, I think one of the things to look at is if things are working the way that they should, not how they are, but if they're working the way they should, what's the realistic life cycle of a bill, right? Whether it's in Congress or in the Senate, um, and how long that could take, right? Because in a perfect world, I should be able to present a bill this year and get it through in roughly about a year frame, right? Um, just being realistic if things are working perfect. So um, you need to have time to, you know, present that bill. You need time for it to work its way through Congress in the House. You need time for it to be implemented. You need time to see if it was an effect, if it was effective or not. Sure. Right? And I think that if you're a congressman or a senator who has proposed said bill, that you need to see, you need to be in office long enough to not only propose it, but see it, see it work its way through the life cycle and then see if there's any benefit of it. You know, so whatever that time frame is, maybe it's four years, maybe it's six years, what what have you, then I think that's there's a way to figure out what that that time frame right. should be to set the term limits. But even if there's a little figuring that goes into it, we need to do that figuring and we need to implement those limits. I'm not gonna push back at that at all because well, I don't have the answers 
I will say the current system feels pretty broken right now. And a huge part of it is the second you get elected as a representative, you're campaigning again. I mean, you're already fundraising like while you're, you know, sliding in the, 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 the name slot on, on your desk. You're already getting out there to start raising money again because in two years you're running. Um, again, I don't know what the solution is. I've, I've said for years that I would like to see limits on consecutive terms because I think there is some value to people who have been there for a very long time in, in all kinds of business and government. Um, you know, there is value to experience and, and history. But to say, okay, you've, you know, you're a congressman, you've been elected four times in a row, you don't get to run for that again this term. If you are gone for two years and the next person sucks and you want to say, hey, you remember me? Um, I, I'm, I'm cool with that. But you, the idea of having Congress in lame duck sessions might be a disaster, might be great. I have no idea because there's so much value in Congress just dragging your feet. I mean, we, how many times have I brought up weed legalization? And you're like, nope. shut up until something happens because, yeah. because nothing's happened. If name, um, Mitch McConnell's actually I think, been a proponent for uh, legalization. He just wouldn't bring it to a vote because it wasn't in his, in his political best interest. If he knew, okay, come January, I'm a lobbyist, I'm whatever, I kind of want to feel like I've accomplished something. You might get Congress to actually fucking do things because they are so good at grinding shit to a halt. Uh, I mean, I think the, the way things are right now, um, you know, especially on the Republican side, they're not going to do things that give Democrats a win. So you still haven't solved for that problem, right? Like, don't, like, you're overestimating these people's uh, 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 integrity. <laughs> yeah, you, you really are, right? Like, I mean, because we, we've seen it, right? We, like, we've seen people who said, all right, I'm not running. Next term. Right. And it's just, you know, Rob Portman in Ohio is a perfect example <laughs> who, you know, he isn't running and has had multiple times where there's plenty of things that he could have done, said, signed off on, whatever, doing the right thing, knowing like, look, you're not going to get, you, you, you're not running again. Like, so you don't have to worry about not being elected. And what has he done? Nothing. Sat right. there and been quiet. And right. you know, stayed the party line or he's either said nothing or he stayed the party line and it's just, I, I don't think that term limits solves that problem. Okay, maybe not. Um, yeah, Portman's an example that leads us into uh, the upcoming, so we're a week from Tuesday is election day. Uh, I'm going to vote on election day. I got actually contacted by Tim Ryan's campaign, and they wanted to you know make sure I was going to vote or asked me if I was going to vote. And I actually offered to volunteer and work with them. So maybe I'll be working with the Tim Ryan campaign for the next couple of weeks. Who knows? But we have three races where you have just... I mean, you're a fan of Tim Ryan. I'm a fan of Tim Ryan. His opponent, J.D. Vance, is a clown. Yes. We got Georgia. Herschel Walker is an amazing clown who is also, I think, mentally a disaster. And probably one of the best hypocrites we've had in a long time in terms of, I'm against abortion on 100% of cases unless I'm going to have child care payments, in which case I'll drive you there. I don't think he's actually made that statement, but whatever. And then you go to Pennsylvania and you've got um, Dr. Oz running against John Fetterman. Now, Fetterman is a flawed candidate in a lot of ways. He's got uh, 
you know, he's got a lot of political baggage. Political baggage, uh, and he had a stroke five months right. ago, and which so, I don't want to hold that against him, but it's, it's yeah. Something I, can't I mean, ignore. the question is, you know, can you, you know, people recover from strokes all the time, but people also do not recover from strokes correct. all the time. Correct. Um, and you know, there are instances where if you've had one, it could make you more likely to have another one, or if there was an underlying symptom that hasn't been resolved that caused the stroke. Then you could still, you know, be, right, be at risk. Be sure. at risk. Um, so there are legitimate medical reasons to take that into consideration, which you know the medical people with disabilities are all up in arms. You can't hold that against them under any circumstance. Like, well, shut up, I can't. Like, uh, like, listen, if I, I vote this guy in and then he has another stroke and he dies or is brain dead or is incapacitated, then we have a fucking problem. Yeah. Now you say, well, anybody could have a stroke. Yes, but he's already had one, right. right? Like, so there are certain factors that I have to take into account, and you know, will he regain his his ability to speak? Will he fully regain, you know, his ability to to you know recall and, and everything else? It looks like he's going to make a full recovery. So, I mean, I think you're relatively probably safe voting for him, but I I, I think a lot of people want to are going out of their way to make sure that they're saying the, the politically correct thing about his medical situation. And I mean, look, he's put it out there. He's put, you know, he, he is the, he did the debate this past weekend. Um, I saw part of it. He wasn't great, but wasn't terrible. Um, but I, I, I think as a voter, if you want to take that into consideration then you should, like, I, I mean, if you, if you're just like, look, I don't, trust that he's going to be okay or if, or if you're someone who works with people who have had strokes and there's something you see where you're just like oh, i don't know man that that does not bode well then maybe that impacts how you vote for that guy i mean i, I mean the problem is that your option is dr oz and he's is just he's a psycho i mean like i i see i don't want to call these people i like we, um, we need to get away from the and here's why so, like, and even with Herschel Walker and, you know, all these people, everything is, oh, he's mental, mental health, mental health, Kanye West, mental health, everybody, mental health. Like, now what's starting to happen, anyone who just says something ridiculous, now we're just attributing, well, they got, there's got to be a mental health issue, right? Sometimes people are just shitty. Right? I apologize. I'm not called, I, I retract, think Dr. Oz I retract, is just like, shitty. I retract psycho and right? will buy onto shitty human being uh, I mean, with and, ridiculous takes on the world, though. Yeah, Come on. I mean, I mean, exactly. I mean, and so, like, don't give him a pass, right? Because there are people with serious mental health issues who, who don't do shit like this, who don't say these fucking... There, there are people with legitimate issues with bipolar, depression, sure. with all sorts of things who do not do... Some of the things that a lot of people who are in the spotlight are doing and yet are somewhat to a degree getting a pass or somehow it's, it's you know, oh, well, it's their mental health, right? Like, no, maybe the person's just an asshole, <laughs> right? I, I mean, at the end of the day, like, maybe Again, he's just... not a, mutually exclusive. Not, no, not. I mean, like, but I mean, like, that that's just the thing because there's, like I said, there's plenty of people out there who with legitimate diagnosed mental health issues, disorders, right. whatever who do not do these types of shitty, offensive things, right? And so at some point, we need to stop using that as an excuse or as a general coverall for, for bullshit and just call these people out on the things that they're doing for, and just, I, I, don't, I, I don't know why he's saying this. It, it must be his, or maybe he's just a bad guy, right? Maybe Herschel Walker is just a bad guy. He's, does, he doesn't appear to be very bright. 
We know that he's a liar. Yeah. That's not, and that's not me saying, because I thought, no, like he said things that are absolutely unequivocally not true, right? And he's tried to backpedal his way out right. of them, or he's used more lies, right? Like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm a, a I'm, what I'm do you mean? Co- I'm a cop. I've got a badge. The badge is, give me, I can buy that badge at the fucking corner store, right? You know, well, it's a real badge. Maybe it is a real badge, but you're still not a law enforcement <laughs> officer, Right? There are things that you have to do. There's like training that you yeah. have to go through. Or there's tests that you have to take. You have done none of those. You have trained a lot. You're a very physically fit human being, but you haven't gone through the actual police training. Sure. Right? They, you, know, you haven't done the things that qualify you to be a law enforcement agent of any agency. So you, sir, are not a law enforcement officer. You know, like someone actually called him and said you know like something like got stolen of their i think they said their car got stolen they called Herschel Walker <laughs> and they said hey can you do anything about it and he's like oh well what information can you give well i'm going to pass this on to the local sheriff and they're like well no i want you to do it and he's just like all right was well, it purely a setup oh yeah it was purely a setup <laughs> okay. but the fact that the way Herschel Walker took the call you're just like oh my god like you like you like someone has to tell him like look if someone calls you for an emergency don't Engage them. Tell them to call nine one one and hang the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, but yet, no. This dude is like taking the guy's information and is, he's like saying things like, "All right, well, I'll, I'll send my people to take a look and you know get me get me the license plate number and blah blah blah." blah. Like, uh, I, again, I think you know with all these races, they all have really bad. Like every one of them, whether it's Ohio and JD Vance, Georgia and Herschel Walker. Uh, Pennsylvania and Dr. Oz, they've got they've got these characters who are running on behalf of the GOP, um, and it, it's it, all with all of them. I think they're all genuinely bad actors. To me, this is a kind of a referendum on the American people, because when people walk into a ballot, you know, booth, they have the ability to be anonymous, and I'm sure there's people out there who don't want to speak their minds and say. I'm a Republican, but this fucking clown is not representing me. I can't do this. And either vote third party, vote Democrat, don't vote for that spot. I am hoping those people exist in larger numbers than the polls appear to indicate. Because the polls indicate right now that if, if, if I'm Warnock in Georgia and I'm running against, against Herschel Walker, back to what, what I quoted Trump with saying earlier, I can't believe I'm losing to this guy. Now, he's not losing, but it's a neck and neck thing. You're tied with all these that races guy. are close. They're which is all insane. super exactly, and and if if Republicans can run these guys out there instead of legitimate people who have the quote unquote conservative values that I might not necessarily agree with, but I at least recognize them as values and not just trolls who want to stir shit up and own the libs. If the folks who are there to just own the libs and stir shit up win, my faith in this country is going to be. Badly damaged. It's hard, but they are. It's already. They, well, that's what Trump was. I'm well aware. That, that's every, but he everything. Get, but he did not get re- But he did not get reelected. Okay. I mean, okay. <laughs> I mean, but that race was that's, a hell of a lot closer than it should have been. What, right? The Trump race. The Trump between Trump and Biden. Oh, oh, yeah. It was. I mean, because no. it was it was beyond just Trump being a troll. Like we had four years of his bullshit, and yet that was still a really fucking close race. Right, well, so it was the same margin that Hillary beat or Trump beat Hillary by in terms of the electoral college. It was okay. exactly the same. It was a, it, I mean, you're it was right. A close race. They, were, they were close. Yeah, you're right. It was a close, mean, wait, wait, okay, but the, the, both of the 
those were close races. Right. Okay. Right? And like, the, the, if you're if you're just being objective, right, and you put down the I hate the libs or I hate the conservatives or whatever, and you put the two people up, right? Who do you want running your co- like? And here, and this is what, this is where I never get an answer from people, right? I'm just like, look, you love Trump, you think he's this great leader. Would you work for him? Would you want to work for him knowing knowing what happened in Atlantic City? Knowing the people, like just the number well, of people. First of all, they don't know that. There are plenty of people who do. They should. Right? But, you know, knowing what happened in Atlantic City, knowing his history in real estate deals in the city of New York, in the state of New York, you know, knowing just the people who worked for him in during his administration that he fired or that left and then seeing how those relationships turned. Right? Do you honestly think that you, proud American person, right, whoever you are, right, can appease Trump to never get on his bad side and never have to deal with that side of Trump? Right? I mean, and, and, and the problem is, is that people won't answer it, right, because they know the answer is, like, ultimately no, right? Like, they don't want to work for him. They I'm wouldn't surprised they don't so snap much. answer. Of course I would. He's a great leader. No, I, nope. I, 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 I haven't. Because I intentionally ask people that I know the answer is no. Okay. Right? But they also won't answer the question directly, right? Like, it's just like, all right, let's deflect and go another direction. Right. It's um, the whole, did Biden win the election? Biden's the president. Can't answer the question. Yeah. Well, though, I mean, like, I, what's amazing is people will immediately <laughs> jump to Hunter Biden, right? Like, that, that's usually the reaction is like, well, Hunter Biden and his laptop and China right. and blah, blah. Okay. All right. Um, you know, but... I, but so I think we're like Trump opened the door, and once they saw his level of success, then they realized like why do we need to go out and find people who can who are actually qualified? We don't need qualified people. We just need people who are willing to say and do whatever, right? As long as they're willing to disparage the Democrats and they're not willing to work with Democrats on anything and just be obstructionists, and they're willing to stick to these talking points. And who cares how crazy they get because it doesn't matter, right? Like. We're in government, so we can't be sued for our bullshit, right? Because look, that's what they've done across the country. And, and the and the other part of it is, if you want to be nominated as a Republican right now, your chance of winning a primary if you come out against Trump is so slim because even though, but you don't even have to. It's not even about like uh, being primary is a huge part of no, why no, we no, no, these no. fucking yes, clowns. no, no, being primary absolutely. But again, it's not even about being. Like, I think if you, I think you, even if you said, look, I'm not going to come out against Trump, but I am just going to focus on the specific issues of the people that I represent and doing it the best way, which some of these talking points that conservatives are, are, are using are, I agree with, but there are others that I don't agree with, um, that may have some support from Democrats, that that's how I'm going to run my campaign. That, if you do that, you will not get elected. Right. Right, you, there are very maybe there, I don't want to use that as a blanket, but in most areas that are heavily red, right, that are heavily GOP, that have voted Republican and, and are full on MAGA places, you will not get elected if you are taking that approach as a Republican. You just won't, which is right? disappointing. You know, I mean, word. like if it's almost like one, you have to pledge your allegiance to Trump. Right? And if you say, all right, I'm not going to do that because he's really toxic, but I will use all of his talking points and I won't come out against any of them whatsoever, then they say, okay. Like, that's literally the only deviation you can have. Right? I may not come out in support of him, but I won't 
I, I, I will support any and all, you know, talking points. Because sure. they're not even policies. Of course right? not. Like, it's not, it's not even policies that, that, that any of the Republicans are putting out there, right? Like, they don't have a solution for inflation, right? Their only solution for inflation is, oh, you got to get Trump or one of us in there. And then we'll do all the stuff. Well, what all? What is all the stuff that's going to, you know, reduce the reduce inflation? What's what's going to be the thing that's going to? What are, what are you going to do? That's going to bring gas prices down at the pump. You know, like, oh well, we got to get back into coal, and we need we 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 need more oil refineries. And as soon as we do that, then all the gas prices will go down. Okay. Well, <laughs> there's no reason that gas companies can't that these that these you know oil companies can't like they. I mean, they can. Do these refineries right now? Like, there's nothing stopping them, other than money. Yeah, but I think they'll point to government permitting and stuff like that. And there's probably no, they, some legitimacy to that. What? No, no, no. The issue is right. Like, and this is from oil execs themselves. When Biden came out and said that he wanted to push everything towards electric, and he wanted to, you know, reduce emissions and everything else, they said that they didn't feel that they had the support from the government, and they weren't going to put money into it. And because it wasn't like if that's the direction they're going, it's the opposite direction of what they want. So that they're they're, they're not going to put any more money into refineries. That's them. Okay, right? Like that's that's I mean, what they said. In terms of in terms of permitting, um, there are some like on federal lands. There are certain places where Biden said no at first, but then they got sued, and then they're able to do it. So yeah, can they drill? Everywhere they want to drill, no. But no, I mean, more but, like, refinery, refinery, refinery or, or, capacity. Yeah, and, I mean, and, but like they, they could increase refinery capacity if they wanted to. Now, the other thing about that is that that takes time and it does take money. Yeah. So, you know, if I if you start a, getting a refinery, trying to get one online now, it's probably going to be at least a year before oh. that actually is online and actually impacting prices. I would think probably probably longer. More, yeah, right. Like, I, and, and I don't know, but I'm sure it's at least a year. Um, so that's the other issue with that argument, right? Right. Um, I don't know. I, I just... Uh, I know how long it takes to go from um, Greenfield to a pharmaceutical plant being functional. And three years is an optimistic timeline. Um, now, then there's probably a lot of similarities in terms of regulations and things you got to go through. And that is a government thing. And for anyone who says that sucks, well, go to a country that doesn't have regulations and see what happens to them when there's a natural disaster or a... Right. And you realize... They call yeah, us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And there's... Look, there's plenty of flaws in those programs. But if you just strip away everything and say, open market capitalism, do, you know... <laughs> there's do no you, rules. There, if you did that, then you would have a cure for cancer on the market tomorrow. It wouldn't do shit for you. But the company would say, this does this and sell it to you. And with no uh, reason to prove its efficacy or, or safety or effectiveness... Um, it would be out there. Um, so anyway, I said that if, if these races in the Senate go the wrong way, my faith in America will be badly damaged. One thing that would really restore my faith in America would be if Marjorie Taylor Greene loses her seat in Congress. She's in a district that is so hardcore red that it should be impossible to lose. But she's also such a buffoon. I know you don't like the name calling, but she's a buffoon. That's fair with her. All right. Um, did you happen to see when she walked off a local uh, TV show? No. She was on like some public access TV show, and she gets a call asking her, um, uh, you know, challenging her on the abortion issue, and, and is an older woman, and she shoots back at the woman saying um, that, uh, you know, you sound like you're old. Do you think you're having a kid anytime soon? Then it doesn't affect you. 
And that is such a foolish argument because if you use that argument, then no man should have any say in anything related to abortion, period. Because you and I know we will never have one. Right. Which, which I, I, the argument I just made, I don't totally support because I do think, you know, there are male rights involved in reproduction. But the idea that, well, lady, you're old, you're not going to have, you're not going to get pregnant, so you shouldn't be talking. And then I forget what the next caller said, but she called her out as well. And Marjorie Taylor Greene literally just got up and walked off. So the local, the local TV show is just going, well, we're back. Uh, Marjorie left. Um, we mm. don't know why. It was, just, it was an awesome moment in awkwardness. Just literally did not come back from commercial break. It will be interesting to see what happens there. Um, the candidate that's running against her isn't getting a lot of national attention. Um, and uh, evidenced by the fact that I can't remember his name. I know um, I was going to try to come up with it off the top of my head. I want to say his name uh, is Smart. but that be... Yeah, I didn't realize we were going to talk about it. Otherwise, I would have brought it up. But he's I, I know he's a uh, black gentleman that wears a cowboy hat. Um, okay. But it'll be interesting to see how that race goes, right? Because, I mean, the assumption is that she's going to win going away. Um, you know, and a lot of people are like, well, she didn't even get, you know, like she, she was challenged in the primary and, and won, she, yeah, and she, she won, won that. She did win that, no problem. But, um, you know, you only have really a portion of of the population voting on that, right? So the you know, like the people who are going to be voting, uh, you know, for, um, I think the guys, I want to say his name is Flowers. You're right. Peters? It is Flowers. Um, yeah, but the you know the people you know so that so I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I'm assuming she'll probably win. Um, I think there there could be a chance. Like, listen, she if you like if I left, she, I left something out by the way. I apologize. <laughs> they did run a flowers ad during the commercial break that caused her to leave. Oh, so that may have contributed to. I I assume she knew that, but hey, people buy ad time. Deal with it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, well, look, I mean, it's not, that is not surprising that she got upset and, and, uh, yeah, it's Marcus Flowers uh, for Georgia. Um, it's not surprising that she, oh, well, ran an ad, so I'm going to leave. That's very right. Trump-esque, right? Uh, it just, it, it's, it'll be an interesting way, race to watch. Like, I don't anticipate any surprises there. No, I don't either, uh, but that would but, really make me feel good. But I tell you what, I mean, it, it also, I, I guess if he did win, um, I wouldn't be quite as shocked because if you look at it, like it's just like, all right, all she's done is talk a lot of shit and, you know, stir the pot. And, you know, I mean, she, you know, when she was questioned about, you know, her involvement with January 6th, she looked pretty bad. Um, you know, she even, you know, she, she kind of had that, uh, I don't know, like vlog where, you know, she was throwing out like all these random conspiracies which I know some people down in that area are just like, dude, she's she's kind of crazy, but Democrats, you know, yeah. and so th that's the that's the thing, and and I think it's it's unfortunate because I think Democrats have been demonized because of the extreme small percentage of Democrats, right? Like you have these pockets, uh, you have these different little groups 
um, that are out on the fringe. The defund the police group. The yeah, your defund the police group. The the groups that want everybody to have a name and a grouping, and you have to call them by that name and grouping, which is funny because they're the first people to call everyone else a fascist. But like, kind of like their whole thought process on doing things is very fascist in and of itself. Um, like, so you've got those people out on the fringe, but then the but what the GOP has done is amplified those voices. Right, and then made those fringe voices the entire the voice of the entire Democratic Party, and they've done a phenomenal job in doing it. But the problem is the Democrats haven't been able to defend that in any way, shape, or form. Um, and so now, like the average person walking around thinks that the most extreme portions of the left are the whole of the party, right? Which isn't true. Now, you can kind of say that about the right and the GOP and MAGA and everything else. But there's just more and more of the people on the right who are falling in line with some of these conspiracy theories and extreme positions of the right that are not, you know, that are coming out and supporting, you know, just mass abortion banning and everything else and saying, well, 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 that's just the way it should be. You know, God doesn't want you to kill babies. Right. Like, so, but God is cool with my wife dying if, you know, she, right, you know, has a bad pregnancy or, it's cool with, you know, like a woman just carrying a dead baby to term. And because or a you woman's raped. I mean, right, that's, or a woman's raped, or a child is raped, a, and yeah. raped by an uncle or something along those lines. Like, God's okay with that. Like, so, but, like, the, the, the difference is, is that, you know, the, the friends' voices of the left have been painted to be the entire voice of the left, where the fringe is, is, has infiltrated more of the right and more and more people are falling in line with the fringe of the right and yet the right is just embracing it, right? They're not, they're, they're now they're not even shying away from it. The only time... They're, they're afraid to push back at it. They, they won't push back at it. The only thing they won't, the, the right won't fully embrace is super blatant racism, right? Like they'll embrace racism... But it's just like as long yeah. like what they won't like the, as long as you don't say the word nigger, right? <laughs> and as long as you don't say that slavery was good, right? Because there's some people who have made some arguments that feel like they're kind of in support of slavery that have not gotten the blowback that I believe that they should have. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've told you the story a couple of years ago about the bartender at the hotel in Frederick. You were at this bar with me, and this bartender started spewing some shit, and I said to her. Okay, can we agree slavery existed in this country? Yes. Can we agree it was bad? And she froze while standing next to her black and Native American coworker. <laughs> I told you that story, right? I know yeah. I have. Yeah. I mean, she and, and, and her coworker the next day was working alone. It was like, I could not believe she could not say the words slavery was wrong. Yeah. I mean, that's fucking terrifying that there are people who can't go there. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, because we have people that are literally saying, like, look, you know, the Civil War wasn't even necessary. Slavery was going to go away, go away because of the cotton gin. So I don't understand why it's such a big deal. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a take. <laughs> but, you know, um, but I don't know, man. I, I just, I, I, it'll be interesting. Like I said, it'll be interesting to watch that race. It wouldn't like I anticipate that she will win, which is incredibly disappointing. There is a universe out there where she loses. I don't think it's likely, but it's possible. And, you know, part of the reason why she wins, though, is that while people may not completely buy into her bullshit, 
they have been so well conditioned to believe that anyone who is not one of them is the enemy yeah. that they will no only vote along with the Republicans and GOP, even though their eyes, ears, and brains are telling them that this person is bad for the job and the other person may be better, but the lines have been drawn in the sand and the tribes have been chosen and you just now have to live with your choice, um, yeah. which is sad. It, it's, 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 like, and it literally lead, defeats the point of democracy. Yes, yes. You know? And it leads to things that are going on now that are terrifying. So the attack on Paul Pelosi, you've got people out in, in Arizona showing up in masks. You know, and the one thing that's, that, is, that we didn't mention about Paul Pelosi going back to that is, what if Nancy was home? What would this guy have done? Yeah. Because he beat the shit out of Paul with a fucking hammer. I, I don't, I, I, why am I to believe that he wouldn't have done the same thing to her? And, you know, I don't think you can logically say that wouldn't be the likely result. Right. I mean, and, and he didn't go there to have a clearly, sit down, sit down tea and discuss the value of, um, you know, Keynesian economics versus. Right, like he wasn't going there to sit down and have a, 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 you know, a fireside chat. So, you know, if, if, if Nancy is there, does he kill her? Uh, was he there to kill her? Who knows? Um, I mean, Steve, they attacked the fucking Capitol. Had they gotten a hold of Nancy Pelosi on January 6th, I've had people tell me they think nothing would have happened, which is one of the most delusional things I've ever heard. You think people stormed the Capitol? They went in there to have a stern conversation. Okay. I, they, they couldn't even own that. Right. It was just, you know, oh, you're making a big deal out of it. It's really I mean, not like, a big listen, deal. they broke into her office and they shit on her desk. I mean, come What's on. That's a big deal. That's the so worst. you got to clean up some poop. Yeah. They, if they had gotten a hold of any Democratic member of Congress, especially an AOC or an Nancy Pelosi, I am 100% convinced they would have committed an act of violence against that person, very probably resulting in their death. I mean, I, mean, I think there's a chance that they could have hurt a Republican that they didn't know that someone misidentified as a Democrat. Well, you, and, you called out ben, uh, Dan Crenshaw saying, why the fuck weren't you out there saying, stop this, go away? You can say the same for Marjorie Taylor Greene. Why were Marjorie Taylor Greene described herself as a victim of January sixth? <laughs> right. She did. In fact, know. you know what? You know what? That was now. It's all coming back to me. That was the last thing said to her before she split that show. Was someone asked her to define how she was a victim, and she was not around to answer that question. Yeah. But she she helped incite it, and then claimed, "Oh, they were after me too." Mm. Come on now. Okay. Um. Uh. But. You know, but, but in, in fairness, Marjorie Taylor Greene is recognizable and, a, you know, loudmouth, you know, right winger. So if they had gotten to her, they probably would not have done anything. But you're right. If they had gotten to, you know, whoever's the representative of the 4th District of Kansas, who, I don't know who that is. I don't know if there is a 4th District of Kansas, to be honest with you. I'm sure right. there is. Who knows? They might, you know, who knows? Yeah. Um, I mean, and, and again... It's reckless speculation, but I mean, it's just like, look, they, they kind of created that situation, uh, or they, they created that situation, not kind of, um, I do want to like, so this next story, you know, kind of bleeds into that, the masked ballot box, uh, watchers or whatever in Arizona, um, you know, like, look, that's, I don't know how that's not intimidation. Um, right. you know, it I mean, is right. I mean, why right. else do you do that? I mean, because and so what we're talking about is, you know, you had a group of people who posted up uh, near a, a ballot box, uh, a, a drop box, a drop yeah. box, and they were armed with tactical gear and they were masked, and they said their whole purpose was to make sure that there, no funny business went on around the drop right. boxes. 
Um, and it, look, the potential for that to go sideways is, I mean, pretty much oh, doesn't need God. to be stated. Um, but, it, you know, obviously there's a lot of potential for that to go sideways. Um, there's also the fact that, look, there's, that could have been very intimidating and driven off voters. What and what? That's the whole point, right? right? Like, I mean, and so, and there's an is there an argument to be made, right? Because there's there's the side of me that says, you know what? If I see that, I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna get my shit. I'm gonna go up to those guys and be like, hey, I'm here to watch you, motherfucker, to make sure you're not intimidating people that vote Democrat. So I'm gonna sit. I'm gonna post up across the street, and I'm gonna be looking dead at you. Right, and I got the same guns you got, and and I'm open carrying, bitch. Because I got the same guns you got, and I got the same gear you got. So just keep that in mind. Right, like that's my mindset. But then, what does that help? It doesn't really help anything. And then, am I am I more part of the problem? Is that even more intimidating? Right, because people aren't going to be able to tell the difference between. You know what I mean? Like it, it's one of those situations where now we're both pigs in slop, right? And you can't yeah. really tell the difference. Um, you know, so it's I don't know what the answer to that is. But then at the same time, they should not. One shouldn't be able to do that. But then, if if no one's going to stop them from doing that. They shouldn't be able to monopolize that. And so maybe maybe the answer is like, look, instead of being across the street from you, I'm just going to stand here right in front of you, right? Just to make sure you're not doing anything. What, what are you going to do to stop me, right? If you're, if you're posting up your lawn chair in the grass, I'm going to just stand here on the sidewalk. I'm going to make sure you're not doing anything sketchy, right? Because you, you apparently have the right to make sure the people just trying to vote aren't doing anything sketchy. So I'm going to just make sure you're not doing anything sketchy. Right, and I, I but, like that. But you and know what? what does that start? I don't know. Yeah, but at the same it, time, I, all right, they I can't would, like they I, can't go unchecked. That's a, the thing. Agreed. Unfortunately, in Arizona, is, who's going to check them? The local sheriffs. And who are those local sheriffs? Those maybe guys. the guys in the mask. Right. Maybe room. those guys. And that's and 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 so some like, and that's that's the thing. Somebody has to be willing to fucking stand up to them. Right? And that, that's where you descend into tyranny, and 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 you know. You know, just tyranny, right? When one side can say, we're going to hold guns out and say, hey, we're watching you. And they can claim, oh, we're members of free and fair election, awesomeamericanist.com or whatever, and we're just trying to do Fuck off. We know right. what you're doing. But that, but that, that's just the thing, though. Like, and this is a situation where, like, Democrats want to win the moral argument. Right. <laughs> Right? You want to win the moral argument? That's wrong. Being out there with guns is wrong. Those types of guns are wrong. That equipment is wrong. Everything you're doing is wrong. And we're right. Congratulations. They were still out there. They still intimidated people. Your little moral argument win did nothing. They actually impacted the vote. Right. Right. So, illegally, by the way. Right. Right. So, then, you know, like, so my answer is, is that some of you Democrats got to man the fuck up. Right? You see that shit, and you got to counter it. Right, you gotta counter it, and and look if it if it if it starts a conflict, so be it, because it's because it, because what you said, one side one side is ruling with tyranny and fear or whatever. Like then then you gotta fucking counter it, right? Because because if you don't, then that shit is only gonna spread, and the next thing you know, I I don't know. You know I, it's I, it's I tough. At some it's point tough. in time, you gotta fight fire with fire. Right. right so no, you're talking. This is everyone keeps talking about civil war. That's Kind of, yeah. I mean, so what do you want? I know I, because here's the thing: I'm what if that grows? What I'm if that grows? What, what if what if that expands? Right? What if that expands? Ohio's a big gun state. So what if that expands? What if you go to a drop box, right here, and you see some dipshit doing that here, right? And they do it all over the city, right? Now, 
I doubt that that shit would happen in the city in Cleveland because <laughs> somebody get by a stray bullet, <laughs> right? Like some of these dudes in the hood will be like, "Oh shit, look at the guns they got. We're gonna, let's just go fucking take them. I'm gonna fuck. I'm like, I can't vote anyway, <laughs> you yeah. know." But no, but well, I, what you're saying is is logical. It's just it can spiral into a really it's exact, ugly, but it's we're, really ugly. We're, like the problem is, and this is this has been my argument. Like you can sit there and be as mad as you want to be about the state of guns in this country and the state of violence and everything else. We're here. Right? We yeah. are here. It's just, it's where we are. Right? And you don't have to accept it and do nothing. But the issue is, in order to do something about it, the thing that you're going to have to do, you're going to have to fight it. And you can't fight it on, on, on moral grounds and in theory and in books and with, with, with laws. Like, you got to actually, this is a fight that you actually have to physically get engaged in. Right? Like, because they, like, they showed you on January 6th what they were willing to do. Yeah, they were fat and meal team six and blah, blah, blah. It was right. just a bunch of idiots. That was that time. But that showed you what they're willing to do. And now they've gone further. You had a guy who was willing to go into the FBI with guns to shoot people. Yes, it didn't go well for him. And yes, they killed him in a cornfield. But he still did it. He still yeah. tried it. Right? These guys, they posted up, open carried, faces covered to intimidate people at, at, at the fucking ballot box. And they were successful, and they went unchecked. And right? if, I think if you think that January 6th, Part 2, wouldn't involve massive numbers of firearms, I think you're you'd insane. be delusional, yeah. You're insane. Yep. Right? Which, I'm not, again, now, not you would hope You would hope that the government learned their lesson and would be prepared for it. But yes. we know the government has a way of not learning from its fucking mistakes. Right? I mean, because the, the, either the government will swing too far the other way. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, and then you'll have the fucking National Guard and everybody else out there, which okay, maybe that's what you need, right? Or they won't do anything at all, and then we're back in the same situation. But it's only the, the second time; it's worse yeah. the second time around. Oh, if and so at a... some point, at some point in time, the Democrat, like you're gonna, like you're gonna have to, you may have to fight a fight, right? An actual fight. And I know it's not the Democratic way, and everything can be handled with the brain. But these, the the, the people you're fighting recognize that that's how you operate and they they recognize that you're, you're you're weak on the actual engagement part and so they are literally twisting your nipple and saying what are you gonna do about it what are you gonna do about it nothing right and you continue to prove them right so at some point you better buck the fuck up or they'll run right over you right because these moral arguments aren't doing shit for you right you're not pulling over the independent voters you're not getting the people in office to help push the tide back to get back to normalcy, right? Like you're just seeing things further, devolve further and further and further. And soon enough, it's going to get out of hand and you're going to find yourself, you know, on your knees to, to, to these fucking people, the Marjorie Taylor Greens and these fucking psychos and everything else. And so at some point in time, you got to be willing to fight back, but you, you don't want to wait until it's too late. Yeah. That's and, what I'm saying. And, and, and I mean... You know, I mean, stand up to them now, and maybe you could bat them back and just be like, "Look, you really want this? Is this what you really want?" You know, like I mean, because because I think as much as that situation can go bad, if you've got if they're armed and you're armed, and you go up against them and say, "I'm here to put you in check," yeah, it could go bad, or they could realize because a lot of times when you like listen, as a person who has been engaged in multiple physical altercations, like legitimate, where lives were in fucking danger, right? But also a person who's talked people out of it. Kept himself out of it. The other, like most, a lot of people, when the shit is really about to hit the fan, yep, they stand down. Yeah, right. 
They, they, they just do. Now, you, you got some crazies out there who will engage, and then, you yeah, know. I mean, once it starts, it suddenly becomes the OK Corral. Because when it starts... It, uh, it starts, it starts. Yeah, it's... Trust so, me, I know. <laughs> it, it's, not, it's not good. Um, all right, man, we, we're, we're going to we're gonna go along. Deal with it. Thank you for listening. Uh, but Russian Ukraine continues to get uh, more and more ugly. The Russian losses, apparently, they had 480 casualty fatalities in a day. Um, there, there's, there's rumors about potential insurrections against Putin in Moscow. Most of those rumors apparently are completely unfounded, but I mean, they may be, they may, the, the, it, the, it may be out there, but there was like, there's been marching in the streets. And so people are, well, yeah, but going against Moscow. Well, is I, a think, lot. I think there's probably smoke, which means that there could be fire as it relates to uprising, uprisings against Putin. But it's smart to say, even if, even if, it's the rumblings are there. Like then we have to assume that there's going to be a very strong response from the government to put it down, um, which also may not necessarily like it's not going to be good for the Russian people. But I mean, that's something that if if that gets out of hand for Russia, then again you've got them fighting two fights, you know, fights on multiple fronts, right? Because now they're fighting at home against themselves, and then they're fighting this war in Ukraine. But here's the thing: if you're fighting, if you're fighting against your own people at home. And you're taking L's on the actual battlefield in Ukraine, left and right. And now you, you like you already are having a tough time recruiting people to go throw out there to fight to yeah. basically get slaughtered, right? And then you start fighting those people that you're trying to go out there and throw out there. And then, and because then what's got, you know the next move is we're going to arrest you, and then we're going to throw you out in the war. Like you know what I mean? So it's just like all right, it's well, it's a, I mean, and I don't know. Maybe maybe the move is get arrested, get drafted. Go to Ukraine and then go somewhere else. <laughs> well, and, and I mean, which, I've heard which soldiers are doing. Yeah, I've heard that. People, right. Soldiers are literally either going somewhere else or or saying we're going to join the Ukrainian army and fight against. I mean, I've seen I, like there have been multiple stories of soldiers that uh, you know have literally taken off their Russian uniforms, stolen clothes from Ukrainians, and then just completely left the country, right, and just gone somewhere else. Um, you know, which is like, uh, hopefully that works out for you. Hopefully. You know, you don't get found and murdered, but it, I mean, it, it's probably better than just you know taking a fucking rocket to the face. So I don't, I, I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, it's a bad situation, I'm, I'm, man. I'm, I'm, <laughs> neither of those options are but particularly. None of your feeling. options are good. I feel uh, really bad, but I mean, you know. And stick, sticking with Russia, Brittany Griner's appeal of her nine-year sentence was rejected. What? Shocking! I know. Are you serious? I thought she had a real chance. This moment of sarcasm brought to you by... <laughs> by Body by, Armor. H.O.P. Uh, and Bo- Cigars. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, look, I mean, we all knew that was coming. And yeah. she, I mean, unless the Russian regime falls and you get somebody else in there that's willing to say, here, take her back because we've got other issues to fry or to deal with, um, you know, she's going to be in there for the long haul. Yeah. I mean, I... No, we, we, got, a, we got a prison swapper. If we got to give them someone, we got to give them someone. Yeah, I mean, I listen. And my vote is still Steven Seagal. I'm all I I I, I, I still say arrest Ovechkin. Alex Ovechkin and then say you yours can have yours is better. Yours is better and actually probably more realistic. But yours is funnier. Mine <laughs> is funnier. <laughs> um, all right, real quick. Did you get the story on Riverside, California? No. Their their courts are so backed up that they are literally ending trials that were pending because they just don't have the 
manpower in courts. And the story, the part of the story was a woman who's... What do you mean ending them? Explain that. They're dismissing cases. Oh, they're dismissing, okay. They're just saying... Well, because that matters. Yeah. I mean, because they could be ending them and just saying guilty. No, or no, if they're no. Dismissing, okay. Going to trial, they're saying, all right, it's dismissed because we can't get this done in time. Interesting. And one, one woman said she didn't want to be identified, but she had... Uh, been attacked by her ex-husband with a mallet. So hammer attacks in California are apparently a bigger thing than I realized. That's not funny. How dare you? Um, okay, here's the thing, though. Like, it's, again, me being an active member of the 2A community, like, people throw around the stat all the time of the number of people killed with hammers. And they usually make it up, by the way. No, 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 no. The stat, I mean, like, it, because it, the stat is blunt objects. Okay. So there's more people killed with blunt objects than there are people killed with rifles. That's true. With rifles. With Not rifles. Not with firearms. Not with firearms, but with rifles. But the rifle part is important because the push is we got to get rid of AR-15s. Right. But, air, like, people killed by AR-15s and rifles in general is relatively small. Yeah. Compared to the number of people killed with handguns. So Correct. if there is an argument to ban guns, you probably would want to ban handguns because that is a majority yeah. of what is killing people. Yes. Right, um, you're basically you have, quoting like Mike Wood Jr. right now. Right, and there are more people killed with blunt objects than there are people who are killed with rifles. That stat is true. Okay. Right, so we're throwing hammers it's, in there. So you right. know, but anyway, anyway this woman father's apparently they get wild out in Cali. They apparently well, so this woman says she was attacked, filed a restraining order, has been violated multiple times, and now she was just told there will be no day in court because and this happened in 2019. Mm. So we're talking about. This just shows how fucked up our legal system is. The fact that something like tell that... Tell me about it, Jim. Yeah, well, you know, with my vast experience, I can tell you that... Uh, but seriously, though, it takes three years to get a trial for a guy. And look, i got to be fair. I'm only reading one side of the story. You know, attacked with a hammer could have been... He got pit, he was doing woodwork and threw a hammer on the ground and it bounced at her. I, I don't know. So he deserves his day in court. But the fact that it takes three years to get that day in court and the courts finally decide... We just don't have time for this. Sorry. Yeah, it's I mean, over. Look, again, having worked as a public defender, you know, you get handed a bunch of cases. You go in, you talk to somebody. They've been sitting in county lockup for a year and haven't gone to trial. Right. Right. You've been sitting in county lockup for a year or longer and have not gone to trial. Um, and that was back in 2007, 2008. Right. So. You know, like this, that's not lost on me. And, oh, I'm sure it's not. And, and I think that the problem with this is, is that there is, in a way, based off of our Constitution, like you've got a right to a speedy trial. And when you don't get that, right, then your constitutional rights are being violated. I mean, I think people's constitutional rights, as as the Constitution is stated, like, like what's a speedy trial? Right. right? Like, a couple three th- three years is not. I don't right. know what the like, number no, is, but that's just, not it. It's not you know years and years languishing in a county jail before you get to that trial, right? And then a trial that lags that drags out for you know months is not a speedy trial. It is a violation of people's civil rights, and um, but yet no one like no like it's just like we've completely given up on that concept. Like it's just like why do we even still have it in there? Right? We might sure. as well just we might as well just have it pulled out because we don't give a fuck about speedy trials, right? Like it's just however long it takes is however long it takes, and if you languish in prison for years and then you have a trial and it so ha- just so happens that you're innocent, then eh, well, sorry. Well, and the fact that we can't figure out the difference between violent and nonviolent or threatening to society, like 
I mean, we talked about Khalif Browder. We've talked about him multiple times. It's one of the most tragic things in U.S. Uh, you know, uh, jurisdictional fuck-ups. It was an allegation of stealing a backpack. He ends up spending two years or a year and a half in the The Rikers. problem with Khalif Browder and what you just said, though, is that his story we know. But he ain't the only one. Oh, no. Like, that Like that no, happens that, that is all a, the time. And, and, okay, exactly. I agree with you. And that's the problem. Yeah. Is that we can't say, okay, you've been accused of stealing a backpack. We're not going to put you in a horror show like Rikers Island. Right. You know, for a backpack. If, if we let you out and you flee the country over a shoplifting allegation or petty theft allegation, fine, go. Right, there's, there's certain things that just need to be a ticket. Yeah. Right? And then if you don't pay the ticket, then fine, it goes on your credit report or whatever, which also sucks. And it's also a tax on the poor, I get. But you know what the hell is a definite tax on the poor? Going is to going jail to for jail, a year without any right? justice. Yes. Not being able to get a job and not being able... You know, like, that. that's also really yeah. shitty. So... Yeah. Um, you know, I think there, you're right. There are ways to address the differences between, you know, like violent criminals and everything. And, and there's there's not a link between somebody stealing a backpack and murderers and rapists. Um, you know, like a lot of these issues need part of the reason why they don't get fixed is because they're complex and there's a lot of nuance to them. And the people that we're putting in office, like you said, are spending a lot of time uh, uh, running for office and campaigning as opposed to actually solving the problem. And then we get to the part where, well, this is really hard and you get competing interests. So instead of actually addressing these issues, people are just like, fine, the status quo is fine. Um, and even though while we're watching it in real time, we're like, it's not fine. How can you say the criminal justice system is fine when you have an entire county that has decided that they can't, they can't try cases because they have too many. Right. Right. Like, so it means like, like, so part of it, like, so one, like, like we have an issue with just sending people to jail. Right. Like, but then also if those are legitimate reasons that people are being leg legitimately sent to jail, right. And, and, and these are legitimate crimes, then there's multiple things we need to work on. One, we need to work on the social aspect, right. To reduce the number of people that are put in the situation where they're, where they're committing these crimes, right. Because there are direct correlations between, crime and economic status. But then we also need to actually fix the system in which we deal with and adjudicate these issues. And it's not going to be an easy fix. It's not going to be an overnight fix. It is going to be incremental and it's going to take time. And that's where Democrats and Republicans need to come together, right? If we really want to solve this issue, we need to look at everything that feeds into it, right? And one crime bill that says everybody got to go to jail for everything isn't going to work. But then also saying, all right, well, we're just going to let everybody out and there's no bail. And, you know, if you haven't murdered and raped someone, then everything's a free-for-all. That's also not going to work. So we, gotta, we need people willing to go in and do the dirty work and actually do the work on both sides um, to come up with solutions. But we're not getting that. We're not getting that. I mean, the first part of solving a problem is admitting there is one. And I think a lot of America doesn't even realize how fucked up a lot of the stuff is. I think they are. It's not that they don't realize. It's just that they don't, oh, they don't care. care. Okay. Like I mean, apathy. Which is worse? <laughs> apathy is way worse, and I think it is really our problem because we have people who just don't care about each other. They don't actually care about their neighbor, right? They say the right things, right? Right. They call everybody's brother, right? And everybody's family, and, and they talk every, about their right, Christian voters, Christian values, yeah. and everyone talks about it because it sounds good, but in reality. People don't give a fuck about their neighbors. People don't check on their neighbors. People don't care about something that maybe, like, 
no, I don't have kids, but you know, I, I do. But you know, there right. are plenty of people out there right. who don't have kids who say shit like, I don't give a fuck about like I'm not voting for another tax levy. I don't have kids in this school district. Or I send my kids to a private school somewhere else. Why would I, I don't give a fuck about these kids? Right? And like it like we just have this very apathetic attitude towards things that don't directly impact us in our home. Right? We have no connection with our neighbors, with our community, no real connection. Right, like the, the the and so because of that, people are easily manipulated. Because what does everybody everybody wants to everybody wants to live in a mansion? They want to have a man cave. They want to have they want to work from home. They want everything to be in their home. They want to, they get everything delivered, food, Amazon, all that stuff. They don't want to leave their home. They don't want to interact outside. Right, like I've got a really good friend who's just like, well, I don't want to leave. I I got everything right here. Why would I want to leave? Right, like because you need to get out. You need to interact with other people, and but. Because of that attitude, right now, this is how it's easy to fucking take us all over because right. you can just feed people right through their silo, whatever it is they want to hear, and you can put whatever spin on it with no check. And now this is where we're at. And I'm going to argue with you the use of the word apathy because apathy means not caring. It's not caring about anything but yourself. It's more selfishness than apathy. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, we should wrap this up. But did you hear about the New York Post hack? Yeah, I yeah. So question, I shot. I put it in our Slack account, and I couldn't find the actual tweets. But apparently, someone got fired by the New York Post either before. I I thought it was. He, I thought, so oh, what I read was that the uh, there was a person at the New York Post who made all these really vile tweets and put some stuff on the website uh, about violence, uh, racism, uh, right, everything. All, like, 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 all, can be all, all the bad. Things right, and um, and then the way the article read that the person was fired after the fact, um, but you know, and then I, so maybe there's a debate on whether it was a fired ex employee, a revenge thing, or right, a... or somebody who was on their way out, or whatever it was. But all we know is that it happened, and it was ugly. And in New York Post, the pro- their issue is, is that you know the New York Post is very conservative, right leaning. Uh, I don't even know if conservative is the right. They're, they're just, sensationalists. They are. They have. They are very committed to Trump, MAGA, all that stuff. Yes. Right. Um, they try. They don't really try to have an objective spin. Um, they just sometimes they, they will tame the rhetoric, but usually they they amplify. Um, and so all this person did was took the things that they normally do and say, and just said it in a more coarse way that was really vile, racist, sexist, rapey. Yes. Um, and so now the New York Post is having to come out and condemn it. And now conservatives are having to come out and say, oh yeah, that's not good. And that's, that's really bad. And they shouldn't do that. Right. Even though they're not saying that's a bold stand, even though whatever the guy, you know, the different things the guy said and tweeted and and put on the website are, are just taking the things that the post has said just to the next extreme, right? The post stopped short of calling someone a banana chucking monkey, right? They they will, you know, they'll talk about, you know, they talk about black, you know, political figures in a very specific way, right? Using very specific language that stops short of being, you know, blatantly overtly racist. But it's just like, all right, I can read between the lines. And this person said, well, let's just get rid of the lines, right? <laughs> um, and it's interesting that how the Post is having to sort of, oh, well, that's not good. And that's not that's not how we really feel. That's we not the values we reflect yeah. here at the New York Post. Like, no, actually, yeah, it's exactly. Kind of is exactly. Uh, directly, <laughs> it's exactly what you guys reflect. So, All right. On that note, 
We are at Whiskey Congress on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you for listening. We're done.